Welcome to the Photobug for news, reviews, interviews, and how-tos. Here are your hosts, Jim and Fred. Friend. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Photobug Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Fred, and we're happy you're here. Yes, we're glad you tuned in to us. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank all the new subscribers to our YouTube channel. If yes, you yes. haven't done so yet, please go out and do this yes, right yes. now. We'll wait. <laughs> all right. I guess we're back. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, we got some news. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so why don't you start? Well, Sony has announced the A9 III. And it's the there. Sorry, we may have to do that again. Start over. Yeah, because I couldn't I, read the top. When I was having a no. <laughs> sorry. Well, hi and welcome to the Photobug Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Fred, and we're happy to see you here again. Yes. Well, you're happy to see us here again. Well, I'm always I can't happy to see, see us. you. Oh, I don't think. I it's a, a it's a magic mirror. It's a figurative phrase. Okay. Figurative. All right. Not literal. Anyway, thank you for all the new YouTube subscribers. If you're not one of them, please go out right now yeah. and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. They're, they're back. There you go. Yeah, we can see you. Well, let's get into the news. All I right. guess that should be appropriate. And we're going to talk start? about Sony, who has announced the A9 III. It's the first full frame camera to use global shutter sensor. Mm. A global shutter sensor. That's mm -hmm. cool. This gives it the ability to shoot up to 120 frames per second with flash sync, up to 180,000th of a second, and zero rolling shutter. Yeah, so what is a global shutter? Well, global shutters that can read all their pixels exactly the same moment have been valued by videographers for some time because of the rolling shutter or the jello effect. But this approach has benefits for photographers, too. So this is uh, maybe a game changer. Maybe some of the other camera companies will start start looking into that. Yeah. Global shutters. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, talking film, about global shutters. Yeah. Film cameras are making an unexpected comeback. They're experiencing a revival in popularity among teenagers and young adults. Mm -hmm. And these are vintage cameras like the Nikon F3, the Canon AE-1, and the Pentax K1000 that were basically collecting dust in somebody's basement or attic are now selling like hotcakes on auction sites and at vintage shops. But this analog resurgence is going to face some challenges because of film scarcity and, of course, the cost of film yeah. that you can find. And Jim, processing. Don't you, don't, yes. But don't you have some film that you've got stored away? In yeah, little, we're... we're you ought to break that out and have a nice... 2024, we're definitely going to do a retro a well, podcast. I, I was going to say, you got a gold mine sitting in your refrigerator, Well, there's only about four rolls in there, but... All right, well... <laughs> I don't think it's going to... The last four rolls, what do I have bid for yeah, these? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want some extra chrome 160? There you go. Okay. Well, an Airbus 321 has suffered significant damage to its cabin windows due to excess heat from mil film, film lights used the previous day, according to a report from the UK's Air Accidents Investigation Branch, or the AAIB. The damage was discovered shortly after takeoff on a flight from London here to Florida, Can't forcing really. the aircraft to return back to Stansted. And what I'm wondering is... Why weren't they using LED lights? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know, why did they have to use such... My yeah. gosh, they were using yeah, Klieg lights or something. My lights. gosh. I don't know. Melt them. You know, Ooh. what's interesting is that it must have been sitting there going, why do I hear... Shh, mm -hmm. You know, why do I hear that rushing sound? Yeah. 
<laughs> Somebody went up and put their window up. <laughs> Close your window. Yeah. Okay. It shouldn't be open. Well, a legal battle is unfolding between an iconic rock band, Guns N' Roses, mm, yeah. and their photographer of over a decade, Katrina Benzova. Benzova filed a lawsuit in November alleging ooh, egregious, egregious copyright yeah, infringement well, and sexual harassment well, by the band's it was manager. Egregious copyright I know. Well, that, that sounds like a lawyer talk to me. <laughs> but Guns N' Roses is denying the claim, and they filed a preemptive countersuit challenging Benzova's copyright ownership. Mm, Interesting. See how that works Yeah, out. especially the copyright part, because it's always been my understanding that the photographer owns the copyright. Yeah, unless they sign something. Ah, unless they sign those yeah, rights away. Yeah, unless they sign the rights away. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Captivating Musical is bringing the inspiring story of Matthew Murphy, who is a Montana-based dance prodigy turned Broadway photographer to center stage. It's called 35mm, a musical exhibition. It melds Murphy's evocative personal images with songs composed in response to these photographs. The University of Montana's talented Zootown Cabaret Ensemble will perform the show November 17th through 18th in Musula. Okay. All right. Well, on the software horizons there, Blender 4.0. That's right. The three, excuse me, the free 3D rendering yeah. and visual effects program has a major update. To check it out and download it, go to blender.org. That's an easy one to remember. Yep. The word blender.org. And it works with Macs, Windows, and and Linux machines. So yeah, and we've used it a lot in the podcast. Jim and Jim is a I would consider price. that you're pretty much an expert user at yeah, this well, point. I've seen the well, stuff I've been that using you do. it for years, but yeah. It's just amazing how powerful it is. I mean it kind of rivals my uh, top end uh, effects programs and three D programs. It's, yeah. And even there's even been um, full length uh, animated uh, films made with Blender. There was one here last year on Netflix. So, and also, I wanted to add in here that uh, last October I was in Iceland. I was in Grindavik and uh, got our. Uh, let's go out to the people of Grindavik yes. who had to evacuate because of another potential uh, eruption. Yeah, yeah, it's a volcano. There's actually magma underneath the city. It's being kind of ripped apart because of the earthquakes. Which one they, day had, they had almost of, two thousand yeah, earthquakes in one thousands. day. My gosh! One of them was as high as five point two. Now the earthquakes have settled down because the magma is apparently rising. They don't know where it's going to come out or erupt. The Blue Lagoon also is uh, in danger. In yeah. danger. It's possible that the flow of the magma could come out in the ocean just south because Grindavik is right on the southern right. coast. And I, I want to say know. the folks were very cooperative. They they got the heck out of there. They didn't say, I'm staying and trying to, you know. Well, the last the evacuation said took 95 seconds. Let me see an American. Well, I know it's not a very big town, but still. 3,000 residents, 95 seconds. That's pretty darn good. That's pretty fast. And uh, if you've seen any of the photos, the cracks in the road, the unevenness. Oh, the, God, yeah. Now they're having a golf uh, course there that oh, gosh. got a huge... And they're starting to get the like gases feet. coming out of the uh, yeah, areas where it's gas, opened up. Yeah. So it's so. it's it's not going to be a good deal. And, of course, they had to build a magma wall around the power station. And uh, Blue local. Lagoon, which also is con causing some controversy because they're going to raise taxes in order to pay for this wall. And all they're basically doing is taking their previous lava and piling it up to make this. 
barrier. They're, they're trying to get the barrier to get it to go around. And I understand right. that it's a private enterprise, but it's also really big for tourism. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to go see it. So it's it's one of those deals where I understand how the people feel at the same time. You might want to look at the big picture, but I feel bad for that. That town may be gone by the yeah, time it's, this it's, is all over with. Yeah. And like so. I said, I was just in Grindavik. We drove through it and had our first stop in Grindavik last October. Anyway. We so have, our our prayers and our, our good thoughts go out to the yes. people in Iceland, and we hope that and things we're glad that they got are out minimally. There's still some pets destructive. and some sheep left. Oh my! Yeah, that they're trying to get out now. Hmm. Anyway, today we have a review for you. We had the Vic 1200 graphics tablet, so why don't we go ahead and get into that? Well, today we are going to review the Vic, and I think that's pronounced correctly, <laughs> V-I-E-K-K 1200 graphics tablet. And this is the box it comes in. It's really, for the price, it's a great tablet. And uh, I'm going to go over and I'm going to actually show a little bit of using it. And uh, the tablet is $149 now. And for only 10 bucks more, 159 you can get this nice stand to go with it. I highly recommend the stand. There's also a V2 version that's out. The difference with the V2 version, it's $10 more, but it will uh, actually use just a USB-C cable, and you can even use them with your smartphones. This version, the VK1200, you cannot, and it takes two cables. Takes an HDMI cable and a USB cable to plug in for the power. So that's the difference. So let's pull this out of here. Get rid of that. <laughs> Comes with a glove. If you don't know what this is, and I'm going to show it here, either using this goes onto your hand and uh, like this, or if you're a lefty, onto this side, and it just keeps your hand glide easily over the uh, graphics tablet so it's a drawing glove and of course a nice cloth to clean it and this is a tablet and what I wanted to point out on this real quick before we go into the all the specifications that it has six function keys that you can configure it also when this is <laughs> unbelievable it comes with not one, but two pens. Don't know why, <laughs> but they include two pens with a nice little case. And each pen comes in a separate case. These pens do not require battery like the Wacom's. And uh, you get an extra 28 nibs. And they also got a little stand here, which has extra nibs in it. If I can get the... Uh... Help me, friend! <laughs> There. And this is just a little pen stand that you could put your pen in and it uh, weights it down, keeps it. Uh... So, some of the specifications, real quick, before I get into a demo of the unit. It has a sRGB color gamut, which is 92% of the NTSC standard. 
The V2 has a little bit lower color gamut at only 72% of the NTSC standard. Uh, and it's probably because it's using the uh, USB-C ah. instead of HDMI. Mm -hmm. So it's a 16.7 million colors, 1920 by 1080 resolution, which is full HD. Nice thing about this is you can use this if you don't want to use it as a graphics tablet, especially with a uh, laptop, you can use it as a second monitor. Ah. So, and it's really good. Now, one of the things I point out when I'm doing the little demo that I said that the colors didn't quite match, they weren't quite as saturated. Mm -hmm. Well, I hadn't gone in and into the driver program and adjusted it. Once I went in there, it matched exactly. So yes, it would make a great second color monitor for a laptop or even a desktop. I mean, it's 11.9 inches, I believe, which 11.6 inches, 11 okay. and a half inches. So it's almost like a 12 inch laptop as it uh, stands. Um, the pens themselves have, and I had misspoke on this too. I said, I think it had 1200. No, it's 8,192 levels of pressure sensitivity and up to uh, uh, 60 degrees of tilt that it will take. And uh, you can adjust that in the, uh, get this in here, in the configuration program that comes with it. Now, one thing I want to mention, and Fred and I were just talking about this, that in order for this to work, and I had some issues with it, I couldn't get everything to work right. If you have a previous tablet in there, if you'd had a Wacom tablet, for example, you have to remove that driver first. And uh, what I would recommend is removing that driver, reboot your machine, then install the VIC driver in order to get it to work properly. And I'm assuming that's also, if you have a different other than the Wacom tablet, I would remove that first. So if you want to go back and use that, of course, then you have to remove this one. and uh, Right. I understand there's a paint program that comes with it. Did you try that out? Or? Yeah, no, there's a free uh, program you can get and download called Metaband. I'm not familiar with it. I really don't do much with the paint programs, but uh, of course this works with Photoshop and Blender, as we had mentioned earlier, you know, all the major uh, drawing art mm -hmm. programs, photography mm -hmm. programs. Uh, the pen itself has two function keys on it, which are configurable. I think out of the box it comes out, the top was a right equivalent to a right mouse button. And uh, I forget what the, the bottom one is, but you can configure those yourselves. Um, 28 extra uh, nibs, <laughs> so you're not going to run out. Two pens and 28 nibs, you're not going to run out of either one. And again, those uh, pens don't use batteries like the Wacom. I know some of the other tablets you have to, and some of the pens that come with laptops you have to use a like little what is it quadruple d or a battery i mean mm -hmm. tiny but not this one so unless you have any questions or anything no. observations why don't we go in go right in and show everybody and how it works show how the thing works and how it functions All right, I'm going to do a little demo of the, uh, the Vic, and uh, this is a, is a drawing tablet, which you might be familiar with drawing tablets, uh, but this one is very, very, very reasonably priced, and the nice thing about it is it's got 
video built into it. Uh, it comes complete with <laughs> two pencils, plenty of nibs for the pencils, and um, all the cables that you need to plug in. Now, this require two cables. You have to have a USB to plug into the uh, for the power for the VIC, and then an HDMI for the uh, picture output. Now, the one thing I will mention, though, that even though this is a graphics tablet, by the way, you could also use this as secondary monitor because it is a full HD resolution. And um, I did notice that on my laptop that the colors are not quite as saturated, but they do seem to be true. But then again, I'm not using it to color adjust. I'm using it as a uh, drawing tablet. The nice thing about the tablets with the, the image based here is that the fact that, uh, well, you can draw directly on your uh, image such as I have here in the Photoshop. You see, and it also has uh, a pressure sensitivity. I think it's 1024 levels of pressure sensitivity. It's got a number of buttons here on the side that you can customize. I got uh, these here and here for zooming in and zooming out on my image. And um, yeah, it is pretty slick. Now it's got a total of six buttons all together. This is not a button here in the in the middle and let me bring up a uh, blank screen here I could also do this in here if I wanted to uh, put new we'll just put uh, default great and so you can see that uh, how the, uh, the drawing here works let's just get a, a nice red here All right, let's see here. Got to get the, the right uh, right pen. But as you can see, and also I should uh, mention that you have to set this up in Photoshop in order to uh, allow the uh, pressure sensitivity. But um, yeah, it and it also seems to be quite accurate. I'm looking at where the little circle is. And as you can see there, it is quite, quite, quite accurate. Let's go to the. Oops. Let's, there we go to the go to the, the red, and I've got the uh, opacity of that uh, brush set down a bit, only to 12%. Let's set that up here, and there you get a better better idea. So yeah, it uh, it works very very well, and the nice thing, like I said, is the fact that you can draw directly on your picture. So unlike a uh, standard graphics tablet that has uh, uh, no picture that you're drawing on the side that um, well, this is much much easier and by the way the glove that I'm wearing here this one of these comes with it and this is so that when your hand brushes up if you're uh, really drawing and uh, you're trying to be very 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 calm here uh, this won't interfere with the, uh, the sensitivity of the uh, mess up your surface of the tablet. Okay, well, I wasn't getting any pressure <laughs> sensitivity in Photoshop, so I had to go back and I'm going to save you some time too because I had a Wacom tablet originally installed. Apparently, first thing you've got to do is you've got to uninstall any previous uh, tablet drivers that you might have before you install the 
Vic uh, driver. So here we have the uh, Vic driver in here and I'm going to go back in here in the pen and as you can see you can have some uh, adjustments here that you can do. You can set your um, your buttons here. Number one is set to pen erase. Number two is equivalent to a mouse right click and um, you can of course change those if you wish. The mapping, one thing that's very important is to go through the, uh, the start calibration here and do a complete calibration which it will set the sensitivity of the uh, the accuracy of the uh, the pen and um, the key here in order to get the sensitivity is to enable the brush ink function make sure that that is checked because if it's unchecked it doesn't uh, do the sensitivity and um, of course this is the button for the start calibration you can also change uh, if you want to uh, rotate your uh, monitor have the display rotated and uh, there's some other functions which I'm not going to go over but uh, let's go ahead and bring Photoshop back up here and let me show you that now that we have and I misspoke earlier I said it was 1200 it's over 8,000 levels of pressure sensitivity so here we go if we can draw in here and you see and if I push harder of course it makes a uh, more uh, broader stroke and you got to make sure that your um, particular pen or the brush that you're using is uh, capable and in Photoshop in order to do this you want to go over to your brush settings make sure that the shape dynamics is turned on and um, that's all there is to it as you can see that that works very very nicely we go back to our original picture here and uh, now we've got uh, sensitivity we can uh, oops that I have to do a right click that's a there we go which did I do there uh, wrong one let's get let's get rid of those but um, yeah if I want to draw on this do, 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 do. as you can see I, uh, and also you can of course set up here the opacity, the flow, the size of your um, brush. Turn that down a little bit. There's 15. And if I push real hard, real, very, very, very lightly. But yes, this works very, very nicely. And of course it doesn't work just in Photoshop. You can use this in uh, any programs that will uh, use a pen. I do a lot of 3D work and this comes in very very handy for making my 3D characters and um, doing the uh, the texturing and um, even some of the modeling work on it. So there you have it. That's the uh, quick overview of the VIC 1200. Highly recommended. I'm very happy with it and again if you don't want to use it as a uh, drawing tablet, you can always just use it as a secondary monitor, which also can come in very handy. In order to do that, what you would do is go into the display settings on your laptop or desktop, whichever you're using, and make sure that instead of an extended display, you put it as a, uh, a secondary display. 
Well, we hope that... Uh, yeah, there you go. Enlightened you. And, the Vic uh, is uh, slick. The Vic is slick. It's a really pretty interesting yeah. graphics tablet. So we want to thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. And again, please go out and subscribe to YouTube. Oh, I hear the music. Hear the music's going yet. So, well... Whether you're using a graphics tablet around your backyard with your camera or escaping volcanoes in Green Epic, we want you out there chasing those elusive images because... Anytime you can get shutter time, it's always a great time. And with that, we'll see you next time on The Photobug. That's it for this episode of The Photobug. Be sure to check out our Facebook page. And please check out and subscribe to The Photobug YouTube channel.